the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show, which is coming to you from Houston, Texas. Why am I in Houston, Texas? Because I was at the World Series game last night. And it's a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, which I took. Flew to Houston to be with my son and grandson and to not only be at a World Series game, but to be at a World Series game where the one of the teams won the World Series. Very, uh, very rare thing for an American to experience, and it was all due to my dear, dear friend on the Atlanta Braves, Walt Weiss, who was the, the bench coach, the assistant to the manager, a very high position on any team. The man is one of the most wonderful human beings I happen to know. I sat with his wife and four grown sons, all of whom are so impressive that I can only say I think Walt Weiss is one of the richest people I have ever met. And to add a World Series victory to his joy made me very, very happy. So a little bit more about that later. The big news, of course, is loss in Virginia and close race in New Jersey offered Democrats a warning. That is the headline in the New York Times. Offer Democrats a warning. What is the warning? See, this is what I'm most curious. In my opinion, the Democrats will change nothing because they are true believers and they will continue to say how awful America is, what a scummy country they live in that hates everybody except white males. They will continue to say that. They will continue to support the the farthest left of their group, there will be no disavowal of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or Ilan Omar or any of the other of the squad, as they are called, these awful, despicable representatives who hate this country and who hate everything that is good. They will all be supported. Nothing will change. Nothing. They can't change. True believers do not change. What, are they going to stop hating America tomorrow, the Democratic Party? They will stop supporting the people who believe that you should teach children that there's no such thing as a boy or a girl? You think they will stop that? What are they going to do, give an order to all all the teachers of the country? Okay, it's time to call your students boys and girls again. Because as you know, throughout America not in every classroom, but in many, the dictate went out. You don't call your students boys and girls. You call them students or, my favorite, young scholars. That's right. Don't you remember in third grade being a young scholar? (laughs) I don't. The strong Republican showing in the New Jersey governor's race comes as a surprise. 
This is the New York Times of all places. Tuesday's elections left the Democratic Party reeling after one Republican won the governor's race in Virginia and another posed an unexpectedly strong challenge to New Jersey's incumbent governor with the race still too, too close to call. The twin blows raised alarms about the Democratic Party's fortunes heading into next year's midterm elections, with President Biden's approval ratings sagging and Republicans eager to wrest back control of Congress. The most surprising unknown on Wednesday morning was the fate of the governor's race in New Jersey, a state Mr. Biden carried by, are you ready, everybody? 16 points. Yes. <laughs> and then now there is, as the New York Times puts it, a razor-thin contest with a little-known Republican challenger, Jack Cittarelli, a former assemblyman. With 88% of the expected vote counted, Mr. Murphy, that's the Democratic governor, was ahead by 1,408 votes. The other governor's race on Tuesday in Virginia offered foreboding signs of the political environment for Democrats more than nine months into Mr. Biden's presidency. A year after Mr. Biden won Virginia, are you ready for that one? Ten percentage points. Former Governor Terry McAuliffe failed in his quest to win back his old office, losing to the Republican candidate Glenn Youngkin in a contest that was closely watched for what it could signal about voters' satisfaction or lack thereof with the incumbent president and his party. The setback in Virginia was the latest in a series of stumbles. The reason I am reading this to you real time, because I just got it, is I want to see what conclusions the New York Times reaches. That's what I'm very curious. All we say is, oh, setback, setback, setback. Setback in Virginia was the latest in a series of stumbles for Mr. Biden. Stumbles. That's it. Now I get it. Stumbles. He's not wrong in firing vast numbers of conscientious workers for for Americans if they didn't get a if they didn't get a vaccine. He's not wrong. He wasn't wrong in going against his military and then lying about the military, supporting his idea to take out all American troops from Afghanistan. And now he's not wrong, get it? He stumbles. So he's headed in the right direction in the New York Times, but he stumbles. We'll continue. In many, so the only example they gave, by the way, thus far in the article is Afghanistan. Of course, because to offer the idea that his domestic policies are are ruinous to this country, like the border, let anyone in who wants to come in, we have no border. That is the Democratic Party's position. I'd be curious to see if the, if this article mentions this once. So here's a real-time test of the New York Times. Will it mention the borderless 
border. In Minneapolis, where residents rejected a bid to disband and replace the police department, the mayor's race was still too close to call because of ranked choice voting. Mayor Jacob Fry received nearly 43% of first choice mayoral votes, far more than any challenger, but short of the majority threshold. By the way, Frey or Fry is opposed to disbanding the police, just, just for the record. So that that is interesting in and of itself and important that you know that because on this program, truth is number one. The race for mayor of Atlanta was headed to a runoff. Felicia Moore, the city council president, was the top vote getter, but it remained unclear who she would face in the runoff. In Seattle, Republican candidate for city attorney and a pro-police candidate for mayor each held large leads. As voters appeared to reject rivals who would sort more aggressive overhauls of policing. I love their language. God, does the New York Times know how to use language. More aggressive overhauls of policing. How did they come up with that? Do they have a thesaurus on hand at the New York Times? (laughs) This is precious. Yes. Defund the police is now aggressive overhauls of policing. (laughs) I actually have tears in my eyes from laughter. If the results hold, Seattle would elect a Republican to citywide office for the first time in three decades. How do you like that? Does that that say anything? Seattle? This, to me, is as as big a news item as Virginia. With a city attorney candidate, Ann Davison, who has vowed more prosecutions for low-level crimes in a traditionally liberal city grappling with homelessness. What does homelessness have to do with anything? Oh, she's vowed more prosecutions for low-level crime. Okay, now I'll translate that into English. They won't let people who steal from stores under $950, as, for example, New York and, excuse me, yeah, I think New York as well but certainly Los Angeles and San Francisco. They are, they are not prosecuted uh, for a crime, for a felony, but, but for a misdemeanor. What does it all mean? What do you think it means? 1-8 Prager 776. The Dennis Prager Show. Larry Elder here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain, like I struggled with for years. And of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. Obviously, I'm taking it every day because I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical, just like I was. But then I kept hearing about all the people who were no longer in pain, so I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800 583 84 800 583 84 
Hey, I want to tell you, this is so appropriate. There's a revolution, counter-revolution, if you will, taking place with parents beginning to understand that the lies told about America now predominate in the schools of the United States because left-wing teachers, so-called teachers, I should always say that now, left-wing so-called teachers are indoctrinating their children to hate this country and have contempt for its founders who were giants. I'm in Houston, Texas, because I was at the World Series game last night, very special as you would imagine, with my son and grandson who came in from Florida. Houston is almost exactly midway between Fort Lauderdale and Los Angeles. In fact, our flights landed within two minutes of one another. This is a very moving day, the whole thing. I have a very interesting insight to share with you about how fans are treated. The opponent's fans are in different cities. Well, uh, since I mentioned it, let me say this, because I think this is important. So I was speaking to Braves families. I was in the section where some... Atlanta Braves families were sitting because of my closeness to Walt Weiss of the of the Atlanta Braves, and they were telling me how nicely they're treated in Houston, which tells you something about Texas generally and Houston specifically, that Atlanta Braves fans would be well treated. One told me that a uh, some a Houston Astro fan had said to him or her, I don't recall. You know, good luck, uh, good luck to your team. You know, welcome to Houston, good luck to your team. And guess what? Here's the punchline, folks. When they go to New York, when the Atlanta Braves play in New York City, there is a, a substantial police presence where they sit to protect them from New York fans. Okay, but hey, all the regions of the country are the same, right? The idea that people are nicer in certain places and with certain ideologies, is we don't talk about that. Conservatives are nicer than leftists, okay? Liberals are mixed, so that's fine. But uh, lefties, they're not nice human beings, aside from their ideology of destruction. one eight Prager 776. McAuliffe, who, in my opinion, is not only a bad human being, he's an idiot, which is rare for me to say about a public person, and I certainly don't say it about private people. It's not my style, but I would be self-censoring if I didn't tell you I think he's an idiot. In other words, I think that he's a dummy aside from a bad guy. He's he's that combination. And, and the dummy part is very clear. He doubled down and tripled down on parents should have no say in how their children are educated. Now, that's just stupid. Aside from vile, it's just stupid. Now, why would a man 
make such a stupid error because every leftist lives in a bubble. Very few people on the right live in a bubble because it's impossible for people on the right to live in a bubble. Just going to school means you are immersed in leftism. Turning on the television is immersion in television. Movies is an immersion in television. College is immersion in television. High school is immersion, excuse me, in leftism. All immersion in leftism, everything in the society. It's impossible, virtually impossible to live in a right-wing bubble. Maybe if you're in rural Montana, you can. And you don't watch uh, anything on TV. But they all live in, in this bubble. Man doesn't understand that telling parents you should have no say in, in what your children are taught. That uh, it's okay for your five-year-olds to have drag queen study hour. Where a guy comes in dressed as a woman and tells them how wonderful it is for the sexes to dress like the other one. For the five-year-olds, that's great. Parents should have no say about that or the nearly pornographic stuff that they get for so-called sex education. I wonder if kids know more about sex today than before sex education ever began. I certainly am certain that they know less about the opposite sex. My grandmother understood, who never went to high school, understood men better than virtually any Ph.D. in women's studies or gender studies, or sociology, or anthropology, or English, etc., etc. So the, the McAuliffe tells his constituents, tells the people of Virginia, you should have no say in the education of your children. And of course, no choice as to what school they attend. Oh, of course, not only the rich should have choice. The only choice on any subject in any arena of life that the left supports is with regard to taking the life of an unborn child up to birth. And that's a very big deal. People who say, look, as soon as there's a heartbeat, I have misgivings, can respect that. It's not my position, but I can respect it. But... Once there's a heartbeat and a viable child, take it because the mother doesn't want it, but there are others who do want it. That's quite a position. Anyway, whether you support it or not, just be intellectually honest, the only choice that the left supports is with regard to abortion. This is the the state of things the bubble that the left live in. So the New York Times, I read you the entire piece. Not a word, not a word about the racial hatred that the McAuliffe's and other Democrats engineer in this country. Not a word. 1-8 Prager, 776.
You've all helped build MyPillow into the amazing company it is today, and Mike now has an amazing offer for my listeners on his standard MyPillows. You will receive a standard MyPillow, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98. You will also receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products, such as MyPillow towels, mattress topper, my slippers, and so much more. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square to receive Mike's standard MyPillow for just $19.98 or call 800-890-1843 and use promo code Larry. MyPillow is made in the USA, comes with a 10-year warranty so you know it's going to last, and a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want but need. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-890-1843 and use promo code Larry to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his standard MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code Larry, or call 800-890-1843. That's 800-890-1843. Yeah, if I'm allowed to say that about my own video, it is truly important. Since it's free, I don't have any compunction about advocating that you watch it. The idea that colorblind is racist goes under the category of Orwellian not to mention evil. I have on the line one of my favorite guests. The proof that he's one of my favorite is how often I've had him on over the years. John Fund, National Affairs columnist for National Review, really sort of a dean of American political observers. He has a new book with another guy I really like, Hans von, von Spakovsky, Our Broken Elections how the left changed the way you vote, and we'll obviously get to that, but I'd love to talk to John about yesterday. John, welcome back to the DP show. Dennis, it's dawn and morning in America again. Wow. I'm very happy to hear you say that. It It took me aback for a second. All right, why don't you amplify on that? Well, look, you know, this is very much what Ronald Reagan reminded us back in the 70s when Jimmy Carter got elected. He said to a meeting of his aides and advisors in 1977, after Jimmy Carter won and Democrats had two-to-one control of both houses of Congress, he said, look, this happens when voters are dissatisfied with some of the things we've done and when the other side as a candidate who campaigns as a moderate, but he won't govern as a moderate. He will govern as a liberal. And when he governs as a liberal, he will fail because we know liberalism fails. And when it fails, people will notice. They'll get angry. They'll get upset. They'll protest. And then they'll vote the first chance they can get. And they'll try to reverse this left-wing lurch, this, this magic trick that they have played on us. And sure enough, what has just happened? Joe Biden has managed to do what Jimmy Carter took three years to do. He's become Jimmy Carter in 10 months. It's Jimmy Carter 2.0, but on on speed. Wow. So the question is, uh, for me, because I don't think Biden is the issue, I don't think Kamala Harris is the issue, I think the Democrats and the left are the issue. What, what, what Democratic... Say, I'm sorry, say it again. Biden is their tool. Yes, exactly. But who, what Democratic president wouldn't be their tool? Well, that has unfortunately 
been our loss, that the parties, which used to be broad tents and have all kinds of different coalitions operating under them, have become polarized. And in the case of the Democratic Party, it's basically been a hostile takeover or perhaps even a friendly takeover of, by the progressives of the Democratic Party. It's no longer the Democratic Party. It's the secular quasi-Marxist party. Yes, all right. I, I, I only was saying that because as unpopular as Biden is, his policies are the same as, in my opinion, virtually any Democrat who would be president would follow. So the question really is, or a question is, is this is yesterday a repudiation of Biden or of Democratic policies? All of the above. Go on. Well, look at what was on the ballot in Virginia. Yes, there was Glenn Youngkin versus Terry McAuliffe. Yes, Glenn Youngkin had a positive agenda, repealing the car tax, helping people with uh, increasing the standard deduction, and fighting, of course, critical race theory and opening up more charter schools. Virginia only has eight charter schools in the whole state. And Terry McAuliffe was completely negative. All he could do was yell, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, and play Halloween throughout the fall campaign. So there, of course, you had the Biden unpopularity because Biden has failed. Biden is pursuing far more liberal policies than he said he would in the campaign. At the same time, though, you had local issues that played right to conservative strength, and that's why Glenn Young had won. That's why the Republicans took control of the House of Delegates, and that's why the lieutenant governor of Virginia is now a Jamaican immigrant and former Marine, the first black female ever elected to statewide office. And they also won the attorney general's race with the son of Cuban refugees. See, this to me is, is virtually as significant as Youngkin. Attorney general and uh, what was the other position again? Lieutenant governor and uh, the, the entire... House of Delegates, or what we would call, you know, basically the Assembly of Virginia, are now a Republican. We'll be back with John Fun. His book is up at DennisPrager.com, Our Broken Elections, which I really want to talk about as well. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right, y'all. Dennis Prager here. In Houston, I was at the World Series last night, which is why I'm in Houston right now. Headed back home after the show from a free state to a police state. It's getting worse, actually, in California, and they 
no matter how much they would lose around the country, and this is one of the ideas I want to bounce off the scholar of American politics, John Fund. His book, brand new, by the way, Our Broken Elections, How the Left Changed the Way You Vote. But uh, what they have done, my, my theory, which I love bouncing my theories off you, John, is they learn nothing because they're true believers. So no matter how much they may lose, they will still have mandates uh, to fire police who are desperately needed because they didn't get a, a, a vaccination, or nurses desperately needed, or firefighters. They're closing firehouses around the country because of these mandates. You think they'll stop? I think they can modify them. Remember, Biden just issued an order that uh, his previous order on federal contractors can be interpreted by the companies themselves on enforcement rather than uh, the government. Look, I agree with you that they're true believers and fanatics. But Dennis, remember, they have a three vote margin in the House and zero votes to spare in the Senate. The centrists and moderates, and there are some who are in suburban seats, are now terrified that what happened in New Jersey and Virginia will happen to them in a year. And they are going to make this reconciliation bill, this Godzilla spending bill, uh, either they're going to shrink it or they're going to kill it, uh, or they're going to just pass the infrastructure bill and leave it at that. But the Biden administration's expansionist government phase ended last night. It may continue on fumes. But it ended last night because the centrist Democrats who are in danger of losing their seats will not go over the cliff. Joe Manchin signaled this with the day before the election. He made that famous statement. This is all phony numbers. This is all make-believe. You're lying to the American people about this bill. You don't even have legislative text. You don't have a score. You don't have a tax analysis. And so I think Joe Manchin has an army behind him now he didn't have on Monday. And what about Senator Sinema? Well, Senator Sinema has just discovered suddenly this morning a new objection to the bill. She says this methane tax uh, on methane pipelines is completely unacceptable to her and would hurt uh, industries out west. And sure enough, I think that she's going to, shall we say, as she pours over the bill with her gimlet eye, I think that she's going to find all kinds of things that mean we have to slow down this bill. We're not going to see this bill surface before Thanksgiving. We may not see it before surface before Christmas. We may never see it surface. Well, Nancy Pelosi was asked uh, by the press, uh, does this change any of your plans with regard to these bills? She said no. Well, Of course, what else could, what else could she say? I, I acknowledge well, look, that. Look, from, from Nancy Pelosi's point of view, she's doing the best she can. Look. There are Democrats who didn't vote out of disgust that the Democratic Party hadn't passed anything of substance since the CARES Act in March or April. So all of this money and all of these promises didn't come to pass. So they probably stayed home. Some of them may even have voted for Yunkin. But she believes if we pass it, remember, this is the lady who said about Obamacare, you have to pass it in order to find out what's in it. She says if she thinks if we pass anything, that will satisfy our base. It means they won't stay home in a midterm election. And we can probably, you know, maybe scrape through and maybe my legacy in history will be restored. Right now, the great vote counter, Nancy Pelosi, looks like the great, the great bean counter gone bust. 
Yes. So I have a provocative question, only because I'm so curious about your answer, not because it's provocative. Does this, does, does the election yesterday, especially, uh, obviously, New Jersey and Virginia, do they in any way affect people's perception of 2020 having been dishonest? Well, let's look at New Jersey. And this is in my book, Our Broken Elections, How the Left Changed the Way You Vote. New Jersey in 2020 used COVID as an excuse to change all of the regulations and rules before the election so that a ballot was mailed to every registered voter in the state of New Jersey, uh, even if they weren't eligible anymore, even if they'd moved out of state. The, the voter rolls in most states are 15 to 20 percent inaccurate. So we don't know how many of those ballots came through that might have had problems or irregularities in them. So this year, Governor Murphy, running for re-election, doubled down, and he codified all of that in law, and he added further um, I think, watering down of the election integrity laws of New Jersey. So isn't it interesting that the Republican candidate was beating Governor Murphy, the Democrat, up until the last moment when suddenly the Democratic county started reporting their mail-in voting? Now, I don't have any proof or I don't have any specific evidence. All I'm saying is when you create chaos in the election system unnecessarily, when you have a loosey-goosey system where things aren't nailed down and there's no accountability and ballots appear suddenly and signature verification goes out the window, you, at, you, you increase suspicion and concern among the part of the electorate that something did go wrong. And we didn't used to have this in the past. We used to count the votes and report them. Now you have to wait for the mail-in vote, the early in-person vote, the early mail-in vote. I mean, think about this, Dennis. We have it speeded up everything in our society because of technology in the last 50 years. We can have Amazon deliver in two hours. The only thing that slowed down is our elections. We used to have, a, a, you know, we used to report the elections the next morning. Now it takes an election month to sort them out and have the litigation and the lawsuits to figure out who someone says is the winner. That's a great point. So the inference that I draw from what you say is, had there been, as designed originally, one election day in the state of New Jersey the results might well have been different. I'm going to get your reaction. A really significant book, Our Broken Elections, How the Left Changed the Way You Vote. See, it doesn't take necessarily direct cheating on the, on the night of elections. So much chaos can be created as to make the count difficult, not impossible, to be honest. Back in a moment. Dennis Prager here in Houston, Texas, and John Fund, I presume, in the New York area. Is that right, John? Is that where you are? I just got back from uh, Florida, the National Conservative Conference. It was a great event. We heard from Ted Cruz. We heard from Marco Rubio. And the, the excitement last night was electric as people realized what was happening. Oh, what a great place to be. The only better place to be was at the World Series, where I was. <laughs> well, by the way, I mean, imagine the head of the Major League Baseball Association having to deliver the trophy in the city where, of course, he had tried to steal the game away after the uh, 
Okay, so here is my here's my take on it as as a theologian, a man who's writing a five volume Bible commentary. That is one of the ten greatest arguments for God I know of. And he does have a sense of humor. Sense of humor, justice, you name it. That is exactly correct. <laughs> that this coward of cowards, under coward will be the, 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 the baseball commissioner, that he had to give the trophy to the city that he took away the All-Star game from and, and robbed people, middle-class people and lower-class people of their incomes that would, of course, be created through the All-Star game there. And then that's that's the city that wins the World Series. Oh, God, it's too beautiful. You know, by... Just to tell you, you'll get the kick out of this. I was there, and I was practically on on the field. I was very close to the field. I didn't hear a word the man said. <laughs> Literally, not a word. He was booed the entire time. You know, I think he's spending most of his time talking to his retirement advisor about reorganizing uh-huh. his investments because he probably will be needing that <laughs> and after he has to uh, move on from his current position. God willing, God willing. So I, I'm going to ask you to uh, stay with me, if, if that's okay with you. And, of course. And you're, you, okay, well, that's really sweet. I, I like your response. Thank you. Our broken elections, how the left changed the way you vote. So we're going to get to more details, but give me, if you can, five ways the way they've changed the vote. Well, In March and April of 2020, when COVID hit, everybody immediately said, well, people, we can look forward into the future eight months. People will be too scared to vote in person. We have to immediately reverse engineer everything and go to mail-in voting at a massive scale. At the same time, of course, South Korea's 30 million voters voted in a COVID election. They lined up. It was peaceful, high turnout. Wisconsin voted very peaceful. All right, great. Okay, we're going to hear more. Don't forget, folks, the book is up at DennisPrager.com, John Fung's book. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.